Welcome to Heart to Mic, produced by Mars Studios. Today, our guest is going to be Emron. Yes, sir. Or yes, sir. AKA Chase the Venture. Yes, sir. Live all locations. Live all <laughs> yeah. locations. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. First And of yeah, Sorry, well, first we have also our uh-huh. new well, co host. Co host. Let's get it. Samir. Samir. And uh-huh. yeah. Let's get well, it. This is going to be weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is your first uh, three-person podcast, It is right? our third, third so, yeah. So, definitely, man. First of all, man, I just want to say thank you guys for having me. Secondly, man, I got a chance to check out some of your work, man. And, yo, you guys are really doing your thing, you know? So, yo, bro, good stuff, my brothers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stuff, you know, so may Allah give you guys great success as you guys continue on this journey. You know what I mean? But it's always a pleasure seeing the youth creating. You know what I mean? Especially positive things. So, you know, keep doing your thing, man. I just want to yeah. start off with that. Shall for shall. sure, bro. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. we all we're doing is like really like spreading knowledge and like trying mm-hmm. to help spread some wisdom and knowledge yes. to a lot of people, you know? Yes, yes. That's, that's mainly our goal. Which is like, God. Y- yeah, you never know where this could lead, you know? Because exactly. it's like a startup. So it could blow up out of nowhere, you know? Exa- and you know what, man? That's how like most great things start. You feel me? A lot of like, there's a lot of stories about companies and people that started from the ground bro it always starts with planting a small seed you know and that seed but you know what you have to do with the seed you gotta water it. you gotta, you gotta water. water it exactly you gotta water it daily 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 you know and eventually that seed turns into a little plant and eventually that plant turns into a tree you feel me so i feel like right now you guys are on that plant phase and inshallah one day there's gonna be a large large tree with many yeah. branches you know i mean that's facts. that's that's the hopes inshallah you know facts facts all right so couple of questions for you you know let's uh-huh. just get started for sure well you've been you work with a lot of startups mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. such right mm-hmm. so tell me a bit about that journey yeah man so um i actually was not born in the united states man i was born in bangladesh i was born in dhaka and believe it or not when i first came here i did not know a word of english you feel me <laughs> i did not know any english whatsoever uh you know i had a lot of kids pick on me in school and uh but you know my first three friends in this country were actually these three haitian brothers you know they took me to their house they gave me uh uh my first ever peanut butter and jelly sandwich bro i went home that day and i was like mom we're going to sea town i need peanut butter and jelly <laughs> asap you know so um uh, uh that's how i how i kind of got started in business believe it or not at a very young age with them because every time it would snow you know what we would do we would go shovel bro everywhere in jamaica states bro 7 a.m me and my friends man just go shovel you feel me so um pretty much like you know and then we kind of got a taste of money even though it was like first of all we're getting we're getting um we're getting screwed really right people were paying us like 20 dollars to like (laughs) do like a five car driveway man i was like "Ah." but you know what bro at that age at like 13 14 15 16 years old yo like like twenty dollars is like wow man we're going to crown fried chicken you know what i mean every chicken on me today you know <laughs> what i mean so uh that's kind of how i got started in business believe it or not it's like that w- i would like to think that was like my very first business was like even though i didn't at that time i didn't realize it was a business was shoveling you know which really uh kind of grew into something larger because a it taught us uh the importance of team right like and i'm sure as you guys continue on this journey you guys already have a great team and you guys you know are going to continue building this team but a because especially like think about the concept of shoveling right and you guys know jamaica states right so those houses are pretty big so it's like imagine me trying to go shovel one house bro not working out 
You feel me? But I got two, three of my brothers with me. You know what I mean? It's much, much easier, right? So slowly, uh, what ended up happening is um, from shoveling, we actually, uh, I had this other brother, man. His name is Asim, bro. One of my uh, uh, great, great brother, one of the smartest people I know. Uh, when we were in high school, uh, we actually came up with a t-shirt company called uh, Golden Zebra, right? So then uh, what ended up happening is we were, we were just flipping t-shirts, you know? We were just in the hallways flipping t-shirts, but also uh, we got we got hooked up. Like, not even hooked up, my brother. I want to say it's blessings, bro. We really got blessed because there was this brother at the Jamaica YMCA, the executive director. His name is Cedric Du. And for whatever reason, he really liked my friend. And he called my friend to his office and was like, yo, who wants a job? Actually, no, that's not how it happened. What happened is, so imagine all of us are playing basketball at the YMCA, huge court. And this guy comes, the executive director, he comes in a suit and tie and all that looking fly. He's like, yo, who wants wants a job? Yo, two people raised their hand, my brother. Two people. So it just goes to show sometimes opportunity knocks. And not everybody opens that door. So I, it was a packed gym. Only two people raised their hand. Thank God one of them is my friend, right? So he goes in. He comes up, He comes back with a job. And the guy tells him, I need another person. So my friend calls me, right? And he's like, yo, man, I got a job. I'm like, bro, like, come on, man. Like, we're shoveling, man. We're good. You know, we don't need jobs. <laughs> but anyways, we started working this job. And slowly with... Uh, Working uh, with the executive director of the Jamaica YMCA, he actually invited us to a board meeting, right? Where there was like, um, it was a, it's called Jamaica Festival. It's like a place in Jamaica, uh, not too far, man. And I don't know if it's, it's called a Farmer's Market. That's what it's oh, called. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The Farmer's Market? Yeah. Have it. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like a whole bunch of food and stuff. But supposedly, every every month, they have a meeting there with uh, pretty much like a lot of the organizations in Jamaica. So uh, me and my friends, we got a chance to speak. And what we went there with was pretty much we were like, oh, uh, we want to start a T-shirt company, right? Just just random. Just, oh, we, we want to we do T-shirts. This is when, I don't know if you guys remember that era where the baggy clothes the polos you know what i mean like i know you guys uh, like, You're pretty, like you know yeah yeah i know you guys are, <laughs> you guys are young brothers but there was a there was an era bro where everybody rocking baggy baggy clothes you know uh with the with the fitteds and the polos and the shirts was really the like, shirts were really popping back then you know so what ends up happening man is we end up actually speaking at this place right through that invite from the executive director of the jamaica ymca shout out to cedric du man shout out to his name is cedric du great brother right so what ends up happening, man, is um, uh, pretty much like two weeks later, man, I'm at the job that Cedric gave me, and this company called Safe Space, they call us. They're like, yo, we need like 100 shirts. We need like 100 T-shirts. We're like, all right, cool. So we're like, so then they're like, yo, come meet with us, you know, and uh, let's see what we could get done. Me and my friend go, baggy polos, fitted zone, you know, to a business meeting. It's like, ah, oh, you know. <laughs> so we end up going there. And they're like, okay, how much do you guys want? So actually, in reality, looking back at it, they were actually doing this just to, like, help us out, you know, kind of give us a start. Because we priced the shirts at $10 a shirt, dude. So, like, to the people that know about, like, the garment industry, $10 a shirt at 100 shirts, bro, that's not that's not really a good price. You could get it, like, we're all from, like, Desi countries, right? You could get it from yeah. India, Pakistan, and Bangladesh for, like, cents on a dollar. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, but You know, we, the transportations. Yeah, 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 man. So we charged them 10 but you know what? They said yes, whatever. We had to go find a printer. Um, 
Pinter screwed us. Pinter charged us like six dollars. You know what I mean? So then we had to go back to them and kind of raise the price a little so we, we could make a little bit more money. So now it's more than ten dollars. You know what I mean? So but anyways, long story short, at the end of that, um, we made our first thousand dollars, you know, for thousand dollars profit, dude. Yo, man, I felt like the richest person in the world with a thousand dollars at 17 years old, man. I'm not gonna lie, I didn't go to school for like t- like two, three weeks. I was like, yo, I don't, I don't need this. I'm like, yo, I'm here. You know what I mean? So that's when, like, uh, pretty much, like, with, that's when, like, me and my me and my friends, like, the concept of business just like kind of like always got into my head. I'm like, dude, like, I, all I did was like middleman. I showed up at a meeting, I spoke. Then I went to another meeting and I told them, okay, this is how much money I need to get you the shirts. And then I found the supplier and boom, like I got a thousand dollars. Like, you know what I mean? So that's when I first understood supply and demand, right? Like every single thing in the world, there's a demand for it, right? You know why? Because everybody in the world has a problem. Think about it. You have a problem. You got a problem. I got a problem. You feel me? Like the problems I have, if somebody could figure out those problems, dude, I'm willing to pay. You know what I mean? I'm, and that's, like, everybody, bro, you know? So, yeah, man, that's kind of, like, how I got started, like, very, very early. Like, again, just blessings, bro. I just got blessed with, like, just getting into the business scene, you know? So, I mean, yeah. a lot of people, like, they want to get into business at a young age because, like, mm-hmm. right now, it's, if you really look at it, right, like, social media trends, they're like, oh, mm-hmm. you're, you're broke, you're broke, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. a lot of kids, uh, a lot of people, like, I think, uh, uh, drop shipping SMA, SMA, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, what else? Is they got a lot of stuff right now. A lot of I stuff. Don't know. The thing is, drop shipping and all these stuff. I know, like those TikTok reels you get. Oh, uh-huh. drop shipping will make like so much, but like in reality, some of them are scams. To be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I tried drop shipping, right? But okay. hear me out. Look. <laughs> and then <laughs> I was like, yo, scam I'm stories. A- <laughs> scam stories. Let's I was go. like, I'm gonna make like a bit. Like this guy was like, yo. Start off with selling it like for seven dollars. Uh-huh. You could buy it for seven dollars and sell it for like seventy, right? And I'm like, I bet. And then I put in like a hundred dollars into it, right? Uh-huh. I made a website and everything. Yes. Damn, they got no <laughs> sales, bro. I lost Damn. my money, bro. Yeah, that's <laughs> tough. But you see, that's why you can't like trust everything on the internet. Man. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I think that's definitely true because like trusting everything on the internet is like pretty crazy. Yeah. But yeah. with the recent trends, I think uh, a lot of the people like we would, especially with the Andrew Tate, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like. I mean, obviously, <laughs> that guy is an internet internet phenomenon right now. Well, so, is, like, yeah. yeah. So, like, a lot of kids, I think teenagers, they're realizing that they want to make a lot of money. They're like, oh, business is the best way to go about it. Right. But, right. like, not a lot of people, like, can be an entrepreneur because... True. Because not everyone understands the value, the fact that they need to provide a value in order true. to actually create a business because a lot of people are just money-minded. True, true. And I also feel like a lot of people think it's supposed to be easy. Yeah. Yo, yeah, the grind is sold separately. You understand? Like, you gotta, like, it's not easy. Nobody talks about the hard parts. Yeah, exactly. Like, like a lot of people think, like, oh, yeah, man, I'm like, if you're your own boss, you're gonna work less hours. Yes, inshallah, at a point, you get to that stage, right, where you're working little amounts of time. But until you get to that stage, literally, you're working, like, 12 to 16 hours a day. No, more like 24, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Some people do work 24. You know what I mean? So, it's, uh, you know, a lot of it is just, like, I feel like, um, you know, and, and it really comes down to, like, passion. You know what I mean? Like, if somebody is passionate about business, then that work, let me ask you guys this, actually. What's the opposite of work? Being lazy. Doing nothing. <laughs> well, yeah. That's a good answer. That's not the one I was looking for. What would you say is the opposite of work? Like, 
like unproductive or uh, okay, like so, something like that. So in my mind, right, how I kind of look at it is like the opposite of work is play. You understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now so, imagine, right, like the opposite of work is play. So now imagine like every day you wake up in the morning and you're not, you don't have that thing in your head like, yo, I'm going to work. Now, nah, bro, I'm going to play. Think about when all of us were chilling at Edison Park. Shout out to Shoutcat in the back. You know the vibes, <laughs> right? So imagine all of us are just, uh, you know, uh, when you when you were younger, bro, when you're like 12, 13 years old, 10 years old, summer vacation comes around. What are you looking look What are you looking forward to? To play. Play. You know what I mean. So it's like, uh, and and this is like my experience of dealing with like hundreds of like hundreds and thousands of like professionals. The most productive ones are the ones that look at work as play. They're not going there like, oh, man, I have to go to work. No, bro, I get to go to work. I get to go to work in the morning. You know what I mean? I get to go do what I love, you know? And, I think, uh, like, a lot of people, right, they have that. A lot of the people that are doing, like, toy beliefs mm-hmm. and, like, uh, people like Aya Abdel, the people who do the productivity stuff, mm-hmm. they're, like, uh, they say the same thing. Mm-hmm. Instead of having to do... Instead of saying, I have to do this, think mm-hmm. of it, oh, I get to do this. Get to do it. Yep. And it's also yep. like a psychological state that you enter when you want to do something. Yep. It's called the free flow state mm-hmm. where you just do certain things and you're just doing it, but you don't realize that you're doing it. Right, 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 right. That's like something that some a lot of people get it when they play sports. A lot of people get it when they, if they love cooking, they get it through cooking. Walking might be yeah. something that you like. Walking is the way that you enter it. But right. That's something that's there, and like the free flow state is what you're mentioning right now. Yeah. Also, like you know, Kanye, right? It might be like funny, but like Kanye, he said like once that he thinks like a child, right? Wow. Like a child has the amount of creativity. Mm-hmm. Like when you're a kid, you're just imagining stuff. You're like creative, right? Right now, you don't like really, like be playful about it right. or anything. But like if you really think about it, like kids are like they have an imagination of like. Like, just think but, of random stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, random stuff. Yeah, and, I mean, that yeah. could, like, just grow. Like, you yeah. could just think of something and then, boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I also I, I also feel like, uh, well, to just to add on to that, it's like the older you get, sometimes, unfortunately, right, in the society that we live in, the less creative you get. Why? Because sometimes creativity equals risk. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like when you have more responsibilities, it's like, damn, I got a family, I got kids, I got this, I got that. You don't want to be as creative because it's a little bit risky but one thing that i like at least in my journey yo whenever i'm not being creative that just leads to like my brain like not being its sharpest you know what i mean and i feel like okay everybody could go work you know nine to five that's cool bro i actually applaud people that go to work every day man i believe it or not like i'm sure you guys may have seen this online uh there's i forgot the guy's name man but he was talking about how in 30, 40 years, TikTokers are going to be talking about how the good, the cool thing to do is go work a blue-collar job. You know, go be a handyman. Go do this. Go do that. So I applaud those people. But it's like, yeah, like, the, again, bro, like, the older you get, sometimes your you creativity dulls it, yeah. down. You know what I mean? So I think it has to do with, like, the education system, too, kind of way. Because uh, a lot of things are structured because if you look at lego right mm-hmm. the, this is like a brief history of lego kind of thing okay so lego back then was a clay uh kind of thing and then they let go of that and then they moved on and then they had these blocks that was just like free blocks you know like you could just take a block and you could be creative you could create anything out of it but right now if you go to the store you're, you ain't gonna find that wow you're not wow. gonna find like just random blocks wow what you're gonna find 
is uh minifigures that are actually created like mm-hmm. you know star wars mm-hmm. uh iron man stuff like i don't know whatever they whatever they have right now is the theme Deep, is okay. that they have right now wow. they don't have any like free motion like anything that's like normal lego building blocks where you can pick the long block then the small block and you build something out wow I they don't have that. that okay that's interesting man I never then like that. i think they did have that before when they i was did, a kid they, I, yeah they did have that yeah. they did have that before but now they got rid of it they don't, they don't have, have it, it. now they they're like like build anything they only like, <laughs> i remember i used yeah, to get like creative blocks like yeah you used like to four by five you could like, cut it it. Out, to be like you 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 could be able to do that but not now you can't do that yo that's my child you all you I think uh, certain people, certain parents, they were complaining, saying that, oh, like, the kids are asking too much for help and everything. Like, if you have, like, details, the structure, it's like, oh, you know, go to that. Go to that. Wow. Like, wow. I mean, in a ben- in a way that the parents do get uh, comfort because now, they, you know, the kid's doing something and you, the kid parents are doing something. Right. Yeah. But now you just kill the creativity of the kid. Yeah. Yeah. Think yeah. about it. Yeah. And sometimes that creativity never really comes back. You know what I mean? Yeah, they don't. Sometimes it doesn't come back. So, you know what I mean? I like, mean, also, like, parents kind uh-huh. of come involved, you know? Because right. it's not their fault, obviously. But they, they're like, oh, it's always structured. Yo, you got to be, like, computer science or yeah. you have to do this. Doctor, right? engineer. And, you know, yeah, that's, like, yeah. they think it's a safe way out. Because yeah. it is uh-huh. a more stable job. But if you think about it, if you really want to grow, yeah. you don't, you can't just do that. Obviously, yes. you have to, if you don't, like, study something, then you... If the thing you're doing right now it fails, right. you're in you're nowhere, right? No, no. And but I think I think you hit that right on the head, bro. It's like growth, right? Yeah. So in order for people to grow, they have to try different things, you know. But I also applaud people that there's a lot of people that like at a very young age, they figure out what they love, you know. And I feel like a lot of that is through like having older people in your life that could kind of mentor you. You know what I mean? So I like me personally, I got blessed because. When I was like 17, 18, um, straight out of high school, man, like I actually went to college for like three weeks and I asked my business professor, like, yo, what business have you had? And he said, I never had a business. So I'm like, how are you teaching me business? You never had a business. Not not to be disrespectful or nothing, but it's like, I kind of looked at it as like, and at that age, being 18, 19, like 17, 18, 19, I didn't really understand that sometimes like you could teach something without like fully being in it, you know what I mean? But like the fact that he didn't have a business and he was teaching me business, it kind of just kind of yeah. just made me get away from school, you know? Very so, ironic. Yeah, man. <laughs> I yeah, think yeah, like yeah. I think like a lot of stuff, right? Like a lot of kids right now, they have the same idea. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. They like we had a couple of people that did say, "Oh, there's this uh college mm-hmm. professor he doesn't know how to teach mm-hmm. because he didn't never done it but right. i think mm-hmm. like one of the idea is that yeah like the people who never done something cannot teach it in the same way that someone has done it like you could the way that you would teach business is with a passion and with a purpose you would teach it as in the per- first person perspective right you know what i mean right like right. you would say stuff that are legit like you've been through that right you've right. been through the hard stuff yeah but like when you look at like a professor that never has done it like you're not gonna learn from him it's like saying i go to a doctor and he learned it from the books and he never actually experienced anything yeah you know what you trust him <laughs> uh, that's basically what that's basically the thing right here right. like nobody will trust someone who never has has never done it before uh-huh you know 
that's why doing like interns or something like that they're they're really helpful because mm-hmm. they give you first hand experience and you get mentored while you're doing it right that's what I'm trying to do <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think like uh, the misconception is right now is that college is bad but I think like the one thing that college could help you out is connections something yep. that you need because you're as strong as your connections and you're as weak as your connections yep your network ma- makes your net worth Yeah, right? your network makes your net worth. On top of that, another thing, uh, even me being a college dropout, one thing that I wish that I did go to college for, you know what it does? It builds discipline. Let's think about it. Like you're going to some classes that you might not have no interest in, and you still have to go and pass because a, like you might be paying for it, so you don't want to lose money, right? So yeah, I think college does build to a certain extent. It does build discipline and grit. You know what I mean? So and I, and again, like if you want to be a doctor, a lawyer, or things of that nature, which a lot of people are passionate about those things, I'm always scared of a doctor that never wanted to be a doctor. By the way, anybody watching yeah. this, <laughs> if you don't want to be a doctor and your parents are making you go be a doctor, please don't become a doctor. Because I, <laughs> I think that's only right true. Because like doctors, like you gotta have passion for a doctor. You know? Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> like, you, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I ain't trusting like someone like. Yeah. You can't trust any doctor that doesn't want to be a doctor and like he's like right. giving you a prescription and you're like oh. yeah man yeah and and you know what I actually witnessed that like a lot like pretty much like especially like in our Daisy communities it's like a lot of people and I'm sure it's like that in other communities as well but it's like yo you're just becoming a doctor to like make somebody else proud nah bro make yourself proud you feel me like it's a different when you wake up in the morning with like a sense of purpose like yo like. I'm supposed to be doing this today. You know, it's like it's just a different feeling, man, you know? So, so yeah, that comes to the point like uh you need have you you have a passion, right? Yeah. But that passion does should not be a selfish reason. Right. Which is like uh ego, right? Mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. kind of builds up ego because mm-hmm. you have a passion and you're like, "Oh, I want to be this person." Mm-hmm. But now you need if you have a purpose backing up that passion, then you should go ahead cuz now because a purpose is not just for you now it's for everybody you're creating value mm-hmm. you know yeah, yeah, but honestly that. bro i'm gonna be honest with you like i yeah. don't really know what i want to be though like even though i'm doing comp sci it's not like i really want to do comp sci it's okay. like all right let's see where this leads to right and then you know that that scares me to be honest like well, what what, if, what made you what made you start it because like i like tech right okay As i said in the previous podcast um and It's just that's the most reasonable thing to do, like right. comp sci, right? Right, but like, there's a lot more in comp sci than yeah, like you really know. So. Yeah, and and there's a lot more we haven't even discovered in that topic. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's just ever growing. Yeah, man, and um, I mean, dude, I feel like that's a great subject to be in, but only you know if that's the right thing for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like me, I would love to be a coder, dude. It's just like, yo, I don't have the patience to sit there and like code. <laughs> so I applaud people that are into coding because it takes a certain level of focus, a certain level of uh, determination to like fix what you, whatever you got to, again, I don't know too much about it, but like I, I actually used to sell, Um, what I do know about it is like I, I actually used to sell websites for like about like five six years that was like my main business where i was just selling websites to like doctors lawyers you know what i mean real estate agents whatever um you made so, them like you, you nah dude so that's the thing right so just to backtrack a little like when i was like 18 this one guy named sam udani i used to work for him at this company called ilw immigration law worldwide so he had me like making phone calls for him to like call i don't know if you guys uh, huh call the calling 
Cold calling. Yeah, 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 yeah. He had me I cold calling. I love cold calling, dude. You love it? I love cold calling. You know how, just, just not to like get too off topic, but you know how, how you like anybody that's in business and anybody that knows sales, right? One way to look at cold calling is you know how you have to look at cold calling? You look at it as a prank call. It's a professional no. prank call, bro. That's all it is. Nah, dude, hell yeah, bro. That's, that's like, all not, it is, bro. Like that. That's a it's a professional. It. Yeah, dude. Like, yeah. cause 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 again, like when I was younger, me and my friends all used to like prank call. You know what I mean? Call two Chinese stores. Put them together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you feel me? I've done that. I've done that. Call the dentist. Say some wild stuff. All oh, my teeth is messed up. You know. Anyways, so pretty much like uh, you know, you kind of got to look at like business calls that way. You can't take it too seriously. Especially, like, being in sales. Like, if you're in sales, like, you can't take stuff too seriously, dude. Like, it's like, oh, somebody said no, it's okay. Every no gets you closer to a yes. And that's just with anything in life, right? Every no gets you closer to a yes. So, um, yeah, man. But as far as, like, uh, computer science goes, man, like, like what you like, do you know several languages right now? Or? Right now I'm learning C++, right? Nice. And then, then I'm just stacking up on math. So. Nice. Nice, nice, kind nice. of broke out life advice. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> nah, dude, I mean, yo, like, if you choose to pursue that, that could really take you far. I'll tell you that much. I, there was, you know, it's funny because sometimes I look back at my old stuff. And one thing that I put, like, you know, I, I don't know if, you, wait, do you guys use Facebook? I mean, I have an account, Damn. but I never, like, <laughs> I, I, know, I know how to use it, but it's not okay, like okay, I have okay. it. Okay, so you guys definitely don't know MySpace. MySpace, no. yeah, I heard you know about MySpace? it. Yeah. Like oh, I, oh, my yeah. teacher gets made fun of a lot. Like this uh -huh. guy's like this teacher's mad chill, but like I love yeah. him. Like I love that dude. Like uh -huh. this is probably the first time in my life I ever understood math. Wow. Okay. Where he thought, right? I'm okay. like, man, I'm like, like thankful for him, right? Uh -huh. And we used to make fun of like this, uh, this chill dude. We make used to make fun of him a lot about MySpace. Uh -huh. It's like, oh, you found <laughs> your first girlfriend on MySpace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now nah, MySpace, man. I used to love MySpace, man. But you know, Facebook sometimes for the Facebook users, they'll give you like a notification of your memories, like things that you posted. So it's funny, man, because in 2013, I put up a post where it said, um, everybody's gonna need to know the third language, right? And that third language. Is computer programming, you know? And as I've gotten older, I see, yo, that's true. Like, yo, like people that know like computer programming, man, it's like, yo, that's really a, that's a very useful language, my brother, yeah. you know? So, I mean, as a person who actually codes, right? I think like uh, a lot of people stress about like you need to know a language, uh -huh. but all you need to know is how to actually take a bug uh -huh. or like a problem. And you need to, you need to come up with a logic in your mind mm -hmm. or like a flow chart mm -hmm. in your in a notebook or whatever you want to do right right just say that this if this happens i want this to do this yeah. or like uh this is the problem this is how i'm gonna solve it right 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 because essentially all the languages are basically so let me give you this right so you have the earth and you have all the different languages there the main purpose of it is to communicate Okay. Right? So now you got the world of coding, right? All the languages are there, but essentially all of them are doing one thing. They're talking with the computer to solve one problem. Mm. So you, you doesn't matter what language you know. Essentially, if you know how to fix a problem, if you know how to critically think and solve a problem, yeah. you already know how to program. You wow. just need to learn. You just need to learn how to, like, you just need to learn that language because you just right. need to, like, you can't go to like China and say hi, you know, they're not they're not gonna understand it. <laughs> Possibly, yeah, but like, you know, some <laughs> people are not gonna Yeah. You know? Yeah, you gotta so learn like, it. I get you. So like, it's, it's the same way in uh, programming. 
Wow. A lot of people think about it like yeah, it's, it's hard. A, it's a language, so obviously you got to learn it to communicate. Right. To communicate yeah. It's like a completely new thing. Right, right, right. I mean, right. it's not that hard. And it's so funny because that same concept is actually the same exact thing in a field like sales. So, like, that's what I've been, like, pretty much, like, trying to master over, like, the last decade is sales, right? So, a lot of people think about sales as, like, yo, I got to go sell something. Nah, dude, you're not selling anything. You know what you're doing? You're solving a problem. That's literally what you're doing is, like, somebody in the world has a problem, whether it's missing socks or whatever it is, man, or, or whether it's software. Maybe they need some kind of software. All sales is, or and, and I would like to think sales is, like, the like the um, heartbeat of business, right? Like if you're not generating sales, at one point or another, it's not a business, it's just a hobby, you know? <laughs> so you have to generate sales in order for you to be, cons- at, at one point, you know, in the beginning, yeah, it might be tough, but at one point, it has to generate some kind of sales for you to be a legit, legit business, for you to consider yourself and others to consider you a business, you got to generate sales, right? And again, I feel like a lot of... Uh, like, especially when I was younger, man, like, uh, I was trying to sell, but you never try to sell, man. You just try to solve, pro- solve problems. So it's cool that, like, computer, like, you guys have that same ideology in computer programming. Like, I, I actually never knew that. Yeah. yeah, man, that's dope. I mean, like, sales, right? Like, mm-hmm. I actually le- read uh, a lot about sales. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, I mean, like, I can't, I kind of be looking up at, like, a lot of stuff, right? Uh-huh. So sales, a lot of people, what they do is, like, when they com- start with the communication, mm-hmm. They're like, oh, this is a good product. You know, you should use this. You should use this, mm-hmm. right? As the normal classic, like when you think of sales, yeah. that's what they think. <laughs> but then I read uh-huh. the after reading about like uh, the common mistakes. Mm-hmm. They're like, this is the first thing you should not be doing. Yep. Yep. Hundred percent. And they're like, the first thing that you should be doing is asking about their day. Yes. Asking yes. about them. Yeah. Asking how they feel. Yeah. And then telling them that. For example, let's say for a mom pop store, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, there's this one owner, he, he or she or whoever it is, has to take care of cashier uh-huh. making the food or making whatever they have to make, contacting suppliers, mm-hmm. you know. So if you get if you get them in the loop and explain how they are getting exhausted by these multiple stuff mm-hmm. and that one problem that if I let's say like for example, I take one of those problems away from you, right. what what do you think we'll do? You know, time yeah. is money. Yeah. So like. Yep. And then you get, and then you sell them. Yep, yep. That's basically how you do it. Agreed, agreed. Also, like, I like to add a connection to like real estate mm-hmm. because, like, uh, when I was buying, when, when my parents were buying a house, right? Mm-hmm. They're they were going to, like place to place with one um, real estate agent, okay. and that agent was like conditioning my parents so much. They're like, <laughs> "Yo, we would do it. like, you want to go here? All right, let's go here. Okay, yeah. you want me to lower the price? I right, will lower the price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like." That's how it shows. Like you have to be like, Committed. you have to like, yeah, you have to treat like your consumers like a kid, like a baby, you know? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yep. Nourish them, and then you condition them, and eventually, yeah, and then they'll just fall into a trap. Yeah, and you also got to educate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and actually, like sometimes, like I don't even look at it as a trap because I kind of look at it as like, if you really need it, you need it, right? So there's this common thing in sales, right? It's like, ask. Okay, how about this? Ask me to sell you a pen. That's a common thing. <laughs> yeah, right? That's, that's, very that's like common, the right? very common Yo, thing. Yo, sell, sell me a pen, right? There's a, I've been to interviews, man, and I, I don't think like, I haven't been to a job interview in a while, man, but I don't think they don't do this anymore. But I used to go to interviews. They'd be like, yo, sell me a pen. And my, my, mm, 
what I would do is I would actually try to sell them the pen. Oh, man, look at this pen, man. It looks so nice, shiny. Look how it right. Nah, bro, what I learned, especially like as I got better at sales, right, I just have to ask you, do you have anything to write today? Do you have any writing? They're like, just say no. Everything I say, say no. You have yeah. anything to write? No. Nah, right? Do you do you um do you need a pen? Yeah. Well, no. Nah, you no. don't, right? No. Yo, you don't need a pen. You don't have anything to write. You know what? This pen's not for you. Oh. And that is the biggest thing in sales. You have to be willing to walk away. Negativity. Yeah, you have to be willing to walk away. Like if they don't need it, like dude, I rather not sell you something versus selling you something that you might not need. And this is where it comes down to like the um. How do I put it? Like sometimes salespeople have a negative perception, right? Other people perceive salespeople as like slimy, schemy, you know, oh, everybody wants to buy, nobody wants to be sold. Remember that. Everybody wants to buy, nobody wants to be sold. You know what I'm gonna get your right audience. (laughs) Yeah, man. So it's like if somebody doesn't need something, don't sell it to them, man. You know, there's like what is it, eight billion people in the world? Somebody's gonna need what you're selling, you know? And And the funny part is like, you know, the thing that you said. Nobody likes to buy. Everybody, nobody likes to be sold. sold. Everybody likes to buy, right? Exactly. Everyone's being sold right now at this moment. Nobody realizes it. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that as well. Nobody realize because, yeah. as a, the same book, like same quote, right? Uh-huh. It's like he says that, and then he's like, "Oh, in sales, you do it, but then nobody actually realizes it because yeah. you do get sold. It's just like in yeah. a way that you're like." You may they make you feel as if you are the person who's buying it yeah. intentionally and yeah. not like, you know. And that's the best is like when that person who's buying makes that decision themselves to buy, which you as a salesperson, it makes your life a lot easier. And also say that, okay, like this hoodie, right? If I bought this hoodie and I'm not happy, I'm not going to blame the salesperson because I chose to buy it, exactly. you know. And I think that also comes down to like uh, this other thing that – and I think this is every industry, man. It's like buyer's remorse, right? Everybody in the world has buyer's remorse, dude. It's like when you buy something, oh, man, I wish I got this in blue. Oh, man, I wish I got a black one. You know what I mean? And that's what, like, and just basically, man, that's, like, one thing that I learned over the years. Because sometimes I'll have that. I'll buy a pair of sneakers. I'm like, oh, man, I wish I got another color. But you know what that comes down to, my brothers? Ungratefulness, bro. Cannot be ungrateful. If you buy something from somebody, just be happy. Like, yo, I bought it. You know what? I spent my money already. Take my money. I'm happy. That's it, man. You know? I think, like, a lot of people have that same issue. And they're, like, mm-hmm. going back to the business idea, right? Mm-hmm. I think, like, every single thing is a business. Yep. Every single okay. thing is a business. Uh-huh. You know why? Because if you look at schools, right, mm-hmm. even public schools, yep. you're, like, oh, same thing you said, buying remorse, right? Mm-hmm. Like, this kid says, oh, I got this grade, mm-hmm. but I I, I, get, I went to the school, but, like, I don't want to go to the school anymore. I want to go to that school. You know, I yeah. wish I went to that school. <laughs> yeah. And then the same thing with universities, same thing with uh, the workplaces. Yeah. Same thing with everything. Like, you, yeah. everybody has the, the remorse no yeah. matter where they go. It might not be in that specific area, like, business-wise, like, buying a product. Yeah. But it is in every single aspect. Right. I think, I think that's like that's like the human nature, to be honest. Like, it is the human true, nature. True, true. Like if you get a grade, like oh, I got a, like a seventy. I wish I had an eighty. You know, yeah. it's like you yeah. always want more, and you that's just want. part of who we are. And the hadith goes yeah. by like saying that every son of Adam, even although he might have like two mountains, or I don't know if this is a hadith or a story by someone. Uh-huh. I believe it's a hadith. I'm, I'm like uh, 90% sure if it's a, it's a hadith, right? Okay. So it's like if if there's two mountains, right? If 
there's two mountains that's gold and the son of Adam has it, he will wish for that one third gold uh, golden mountain. Wow. Wow. Nah, so like deep. so like it's always like humans are always ungrateful. Ungrateful, yeah. Like if you really look at it right now, the situation in Gaza and uh Ghazwa and then uh-huh. Israel, it's uh-huh. the same thing. Like right uh-huh. now, be happy that you're not there, you know what I mean? Yeah. Bro, like just seeing that situation, man, it kinda makes it kinda makes me feel like, damn, like I really have everything. You know what I mean? Anybody that I see complaining, I'm like, yo, dude, you're not there. You're not getting bombed today. You got food. You got water. You know what I mean? So I heard this one quote, man, just to add on to that. It's like just to like add on to the theme of like gratefulness, being grateful, right? Shakur is um, whether you look at the, the glass as half full or half empty, make sure you drink the water because there's a portion of the world that's dying from dehydration every day. That's true. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we got water. I don't care if I look at it half empty, half full. You know what I mean? So it's like now, like, and I love the fact that, like, like again, I see some of your episodes. Like, most of the people that you guys have had on here, they they have, like, positive mindsets. You know what I mean? And that's, like, that's something that we have to keep pushing is, like, like yo, positivity. 70%, and I don't know the exact number, but, you know, Instagram and stuff, they have a whole bunch of stuff, like, like yeah. my algorithm about positivity, right? So it's like, I seen this one guy, he mentioned like, oh, 70% of your thoughts, of our thoughts, are negative. And only 30% is really positive. Now, the challenge now, and this is something that I'm still like trying to better, and this is something I'm trying to learn from like people of all ages, is like, how do we get to that place, right? Of like, yo, positivity is at the forefront of my mind. It's like, I wake up in the morning, alhamdulillah, blessed. Something bad happens on Monday, Alhamdulillah, blessed. And the only answer that I've really found, my brothers, is like to stay on that mindset, it's Islam, bro. That is true. It's, I was also actually yeah. about to say that. Yeah. It's like if you look at the Prophet Wasallam, when he's like, uh, the level of Iman that person has determines how much positive thought he has. Right. Because as a Muslim, you know that good or bad comes from Allah, right? Well, and everything it. happens yeah. because it's for the best of you. Your yep. thing, so if you have that level of iman that you are explicitly mentioning that, mm-hmm. oh, whatever happened today happened because of the best, mm-hmm. and something will happen tomorrow that's better than what better because of this, mm-hmm. and this Allah's qadr, mm-hmm. qadr, yep. qadr, qadr as Allah. in like the yep. the will of Allah, yeah, predestiny, predestiny, then yep. yeah, that's uh, like basically one of way to be. Yeah, I also think yeah. like this generation like really like right now like a lot of people are becoming atheists or like their their mm. religion is really just mm-hmm. going down to be honest because yeah like all of these too much of the like the world like people are worrying about like material stuff right uh-huh. and then like that's why like people are ungrateful they want more i want another another new iphone i want this yeah. i want that yeah. but like they like people have forgotten to be disciplined yeah and like religion has just kept on going down which i really feel like uh a lot of that's like programming dude and i don't know if i should be saying this i don't want to get you guys canceled (laughs) especially in the country that we're in right now they yo like i don't i don't know like again like it's been a while since i went to school but yo did you guys ever pledge allegiance to the flag oh yeah yo bro i pledge allegiance to no flag my brother i love my country i love america i love Bangladesh. i love where i'm from but i love america i pledge allegiance to no flag brother that's actually the first time that like you actually think about the concept you pledge allegiance to a flag what is this flag gonna do for me that shirk bro you know so i feel like um kind of backtrack on the thing you said about atheists right yes a lot of people are 
turning atheist, you know, and I, and I noticed that pattern, especially with the younger folks, bro. So alhamdulillah, like we in the masjid right now, bro, you guys are in the, I see you guys in the masjid a lot. You know what I mean? May Allah keep you guys on that path. You feel me? May Allah keep me on that path as well, you know? Um, but yo, this one funny thing I want to share, man, somebody once sh uh, shared with me is like, yo, you ask somebody that don't believe in God, right? Yo, I'm an atheist, right? Yo, you put that atheist on a sinking ship, you know what's one of the first things they're going to say? Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, okay. oh, God. I thought you didn't believe in God, brother. You know what I mean? So it's like people are, people, like there's this word, right? Somebody else shared this word with me. It's called fitra, right? The concept of fitra, right? It's like human beings, a lot of philosophers and stuff, they believe like human beings um, are naturally born evil. That's not true. Human beings have that natural fitra of being good. When you're a baby, you don't know evil. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's society as you get older that kind of pushes their agenda. And it could be parents. It could be your school. It could, like, bro, that taxes from, like, like all you're born stuff. innocent, to be you're honest. Born innocent. You don't know what's going on in the world. If you're enjoying this podcast, please do subscribe, like, and leave a comment in the comment section. And, yep, thank you. <laughs> all right, so a bit of history on me, right? Like, I lived in uh, Egypt. I was born wow. in Jordan, right? I so know like, that. Uh, you was born in Jordan? Yeah, bro. Okay, And then okay. Uh, my parents were from Sri Lanka. <laughs> <laughs> and my parents were from Sri Lanka. So, wow. most of my schooling was in Egypt, uh -huh. right? I even sent to send this reel to someone, one of my friends, right? Uh -huh. And he's like, "Oh shoot, right?" So I, so in Egypt, the most demographically, uh, most demographic race, right, as they call it here, is black. You got black. You got mm -hmm. white. You got everybody. Mm -hmm. Nobody, nobody cares. You know, mm -hmm. you got black. You go more south. You got black because you know a darker skin, mm -hmm. but right. So I live in Egypt. I don't know. I don't know about no black, no black man, no white man, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. None of that idea. Not, nothing. Mm -hmm. I just see them as human being. Not mm -hmm. that. That's it. I come here. I hear about black man. I'm like, what the heck is a black man? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, so. I'm yeah, like, what facts. the heck is a black man? Black man. Facts. Like that. It was a real, right? It uh -huh. was a real that was sent. Uh, that I sent to someone too. And I watched it. And I realized, yeah, I, I felt the same way because I did like. When I was in Egypt, mm -hmm. I never thought of it in that manner. Right. I come here, I'm like, oh, there's such thing as a black and a white and then a white and then a yeah. and then a yellow and then a red. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, because I think like that shows how like people, right? If you don't talk about racism and everything, that you don't really like instill that idea. Uh huh. But once you actually teach that in the schools and actually explicitly mention certain things, yeah, that's just that's just like part of the programming kind programming. of programming, right? Thing. I, right. I think like people who live in like, or like, uh, rural areas, mm -hmm. like even in Bangladesh, right? Mm -hmm. Like people who live in like little villages, they don't really have like the idea of, like, like like these stereotypes. They don't have these stereotypes in mind. They just yeah. think of like, everything stays in the community. Yeah. Nothing really goes out. But if you live in like Seems like New York. Yeah. There's just so much going on, right? Yeah. There's just now, nah, like, if you live in New York, I don't think you could be a racist. Yeah. You guys agree with that? Yeah. Like, if yeah. anybody that's a true New Yorker, you cannot be racist, bro. There's no nah, way. Especially Queens, bro. Especially Queens, melting pot. You know what that's I mean? Exactly. Most diverse borough in the world. You know what I mean? So it's like, and that's one thing, like, when I was in Bangladesh, like, that concept was there, right? You know, this this whole concept of, like, the whiter you are, it's a European concept. The whiter you are, the more beautiful you are, right? 
but which is not true like obviously we all know it's not true but it's like and i think that what we were talking about is like if you're from new york you can't really be racist right and i kind of witnessed that man like when i first came to this country there's this whole thing of like and i think this was like back in like the early 2000s i come i came here like in 2001 right before 9 11 by the way right before <laughs> blessed out right because right after you know bangladesh got put on that list of like countries that you know you can't enter for a while and whatnot so uh you know pretty much like okay the wider you are the more trustworthy you are the more beautiful you are which when i first came to this country man i discovered within the first two weeks that was not true right so i'm in the bronx right i'm in the bronx i'm on a train and uh i'm with my family and uh we're lost this is the age of like flip phones and stuff right so no gps it was maps.com but we didn't have data right so we asked this white lady like yo like how do we get back to jamaica queens like well yo she just walked away man and then we asked another person right another caucasian brother just walks away man just walks away and then and then we asked this we asked this sweet and i could tell like this lady i forgot her name i don't know who she is but i still remember her face in my head like that's how kind this lady was this african-american sister we asked her like yo like how do we not only did she give us directions she put us on the train. She said, honey, you're going to have to take this train to this stop. I was like, wow, what a nice lady. So it just goes to show, man. It's like, you know, it's again, not like just skin. Yeah, it's, it's not just skin. It's like and I, I think what we were talking about uh, was Fitra and how we were all born innocent. You know, and as we get older, it's like all these things that kind of influence us to be racist, to be, you know, to have like ulterior motives and things like that, you know. So, which I think, like, if we could backtrack and just, like, go be our true, genuine selves from when we were babies, that's when we're, like, truly the happiest, I feel like, you know. Like, going back to happiness, right? Yeah. So, and, like, your businesses kind of thing. Uh-huh. So, you, I looked through your stuff. Uh-huh. You worked at starting off companies, like, job today yeah yeah you know i'm like seeing i'm i see the ads on the subway uh-huh. i'm like this man start help yeah, start yeah, yeah. up this company I'm nah, like, yeah 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 so damn, man, yeah like, at least the yeah. new york city operation yeah man yeah jobs so, today yeah, was fun not just jobs today but like any every other company right Wait, talk about it like you created jobs today nah nah, nah i did nah, not create it that, like, that was actually like i got hooked up with them like just randomly dude like i'll do this thing here and there where like i'll just like cruise like the newspaper and like and it's like the sales side of me where I'll cruise the newspaper and Craigslist and I'll just go through a whole bunch of stuff. And I'll just make a whole bunch of phone calls like, yo, what are you up to? What are you up to? So I met this guy named Don and he's like, yo, man, I'm about to come to New York. He's from this country called Luxembourg. He's a Korean. He's a Korean brother that lives in Luxembourg. So I don't know if you guys. Luxembourg is a country? Yeah, Luxembourg is a country right next to Germany. It's actually one of the richest countries in the world. I mean, I heard of Luxembourg, but I never like actually like yeah it was a city but uh, yeah I thought I'm, it was I'm, I'm pretty i'm like 95 percent sure it's a country I, well you guys could fact check me on that though but, <laughs> yeah I mean, yeah i'm pretty sure somebody somebody fact check that dude <laughs> i'm pretty sure luxembourg is a country but uh um, we fact checking you or not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah for real the capital is luxembourg and the country is also luxembourg yeah right hold on we we fact check it. This is the first time we're doing this, bro. But like, country. Yeah, it is a country. Well, yeah, man, it's a, it's a small country. Remember That's like a country. That. <laughs> it's a small country. It's a small country. <laughs> but, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, man. So this is I've been this Korean dude from Luxembourg, man. Nine through, hours from here. Through through the yeah, man. So uh, I met him again. Like this is the beauty of the internet, right? Like there's a like you were saying before, you can't trust everything on the internet. But also at the same time, there are certain things like you just gotta go for, you know. Gotta go with your guts, buddy. Gotta gotta <laughs> go with it, man. So, you know, I ended up meeting up with him. He has an office on Forty Second Street. He tells me to come by, and he's like, "Yo, man, I'm about to start this operation in New York. We're already pretty big in uh, 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 UK in in London. We're like huge, you know." So, uh, pretty much, yeah, man. I started working with him, and then slowly, I kind of just built my way up with him and then he left to go back to Luxembourg and then pretty much like I hired like any company that I've worked with or worked for one of my first goals bro is to get my homies in there to get my friends in there you know why because I'd rather go work with my friends than a whole bunch of like strangers you know yeah that's true that's true. tell yeah. me not man like even this like I'm sure like you guys are looking forward to this because like even without me like you guys have each other yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yo, I'm gonna go. I'm, a, I'm, a, yo, I'm, a, I'm gonna go shoot with my friend, or I'm gonna go work with my friends. You know, so this, this, this just a little. It's just, uh, it's just beautiful when you get to work with people that you genuinely enjoy. So from there, man, with Job Today, dude, we just like kept growing the team, growing the team, and eventually they just like what they did is like they fully automated. You know. Which is like the goal of any good software company is like you want to get fully automated, right? So like Alhamdulillah, we kind of helped them with that, and you know, and they're they're still they're still kicking it. They're still you know they're still uh, providing jobs today. Yeah, you know? I mean I like to add on because like we uh, created Mars Studios because uh, like with friends, uh, right? We could have like gone up to like some corporate office and be like, yo, mm -hmm. propose this plan. Right. We're with complete strangers, but like working right. with friends. Is definitely a better yeah, and more yeah. productive experience because yeah. you could be like you could like talk to anyone like I could be like yo Rumez like okay. <laughs> I could just yeah. be super chill with him and yeah. then he'll he'll understand, understand unless yeah. it was like someone like more higher like some yeah. like I don't know like you know nah you're right and I think I think like what you were just saying to add on to that man is like and I've kind of realized when working with people in corporate yeah dude you know what everybody everybody uh, appreciates just being genuine yo just be yourself like for real like you don't know who you could inspire you know like yo it doesn't matter and this is something that i learned through like just learning about sales and just learning about business itself when i was younger i used to like have like a um like a binocular like a damn i i hate to use this word but it's like have like a like a like a caucasian binocular right there's a certain way like you gotta you got you gotta talk like oh mr adams or mr steve you know so there's a certain way. But the thing is, yo, that's not me, man. Like, I grew up in Jamaica, Queens, dude. You feel me? Like, I grew up in the hood. Like, I grew up in Jamaica, Queens. So I came straight from Dhaka. And I, and I moved to Jamaica, Queens. So there's a certain way that we speak in the... It's not just New York. I'm sure it's the other uh, uh, cities in America yeah. as well. There's a certain... Especially the inner cities. Let me put it that way. There's a certain way that the people in the inner cities speak. A lot of people call it slang. A lot of people call it hood. Whatever the, Whatever it is. One thing I learned, right, as I've grown in sales, in business, people embrace and people really appreciate when you're genuine. Yo, I went from not being able to close no deals to like closing like two, three deals every day just by talking like myself, bro. This and is the thing, right? I asked uh, mm -hmm. a good mentor uh -huh. mentor person who I looked up to right uh -huh. a good advice in like actually like speaking to a lot of people mm -hmm. and like getting to know a lot more people like mm -hmm. he's like 
He's like one of those guys that just goes up and he's like, he knows these people, right? <laughs> I'm like, bro, you gotta help me. He gotta help me out with this. Like, how do you actually get these, get to know these people? Like, you got some advice for this, right? Yeah. And then he was like, just genuinely be curious about them. Yeah, that's that's it. He was like, he that's said it. this so simply, yeah. But like, it makes sense because if you're genuinely like, if I genuinely want to know about you, right? Yeah. Like, if I want to genuinely want to know about like more of how you do your operations with all the startups that you do, yeah. Or like, genuinely how you how the transition from Dako to here was and everything, right? Like, there's a lot of stuff that you could teach yeah. me that I never even wanted to know, right? You know. Right. And like, there's a lot of stuff that you know, yeah, that could benefit me and yeah. a lot of other and, people, and vice versa, and vice exactly. versa. You feel me? Yeah. So I mean, yeah, man. It's like I think that's key to like anything that you do in life, right? It's just like, yo, just just be genuine, man. Like people feel it. That's what it is. Like that's what I learned, especially in business. You could kind of feel when somebody's trying to get one over on you, and then you could feel like, okay, this brother, like he not just after my money. This brother actually kind of cares about like what's going on in my business and in my life, you know. Yeah. So that's that's one thing. Like, if you know, the one thing that I would like people to walk away from this, if they didn't listen to the whole thing or not, but yo, just be genuine. I don't care what field you're in. I don't care where you are in the world. Be yourself, man. Because it, it think, really yeah. takes you far, you know. I think like more of like the way that like you know I'm like uh my teenage teenage years but like i'm learning stuff right now mm -hmm. like i used to be pretty isolated when i was like in egypt and stuff like i never like got out you know like it was it's like mm -hmm. oh you know you and then your family that's it but then like once i started getting on the podcast and started doing all this i realized that it's like i don't know how to speak to people i don't know how to interact with people mm -hmm. you know that was like a awakening kind of thing so then i started researching more into like how to actually speak with people mm -hmm. like even right now i started to like have the stuff that i say like i can't get the point through straight mm -hmm. out so like i had to say like multiple times in order for me to get it through okay and like that's a weakness but like mm -hmm. what i realized is that the main problem that a lot of people have is apparently that if speaking is like a practice thing mm -hmm. if you don't practice that then you will get let go of it yep and that's what, and that's something that's happening a lot to a lot of people right now with social media, especially. especially yeah. And like me, I never spoke to another person in depth like that. Right. So like, I'm kind of experiencing it right there. Yeah, and I'd like to add on, like when I was a kid, right? My parents always used to be like, "Yo, stay home. Don't like really." <laughs> unfortunately, right? But like they're like, "Don't really stay out that long." I mean, typical they see the stuff, yeah, yeah, stuff, yeah. right? So I was giving out a public testimony, right? Because NYCFC was making is creating a stadium right near city field right and they have right. to like call up random people to like say why we should or we should not create mm -hmm. a stadium and i actually was there like talking to like real like people with suits and like you know and, <laughs> and like the real deal like they're like men in black, <laughs> no, black. We're, like, I was, like, they're like samir please come up to the yeah. i'm like yo chill I'm, but like yeah. i was actually getting nervous but i never thought like i would ever go up to the stage and like really yeah say my like I, I always stutter right i'm uh -huh. like uh, uh 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 what do i say what do i say but like it shows like how like yeah anyway <laughs> show, show, dude you know what it shows my brother it shows growth i know yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it definitely shows, because yeah. like like you have to like keep on practicing like the skills that you don't know because right. people usually like hide like i don't want to do this oh i'm like 
I'm scared or like right. they don't want to grow, right? Yeah. And then you just have to like fight through it. Yep. And that's the skill like that's people skill. really need. Being uncomfortable, I think, is a skill. And being uncomfortable, I think, is one of those things that could really, really determine the amount of success and happiness you have is like, yo, just being uncomfortable, dude. You got to throw yourself out there into situations that you're like, oh, man, I don't want to do this. So there's this one video that I've seen, and I'm still researching this. It's like, so there's this portion of your brain, right, that kind of activates when you do things that you don't want to do. And that same part of the brain is... Um, is the reason why you can live longer, right? Think about it. Nobody. Oh wants yeah, to. I know. You, you see I that? know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if you listen to the exact podcast that I was listening, but Andrew Huber, Huberman. Uh huh. He's uh -huh. a neurologist. Yeah, it was a neurologist. He's I didn't a see neurologist. The podcast, but He's I like a clips. long beard, kind of like old like black. That, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So this man, he he, uh, him and Chris William, mm -hmm. he they they were talking about how it's called ACMCD or something. I don't know. It's a complicated enough some name. I don't okay. know if that's the exact terminology, but that's basically the brain that's involved in you doing the hard work. Yep. Right? Yep. Which kind of processes your brain and activates that part of your brain to yep. do the hard stuff. Hard stuff, yep. And, like, it gets you thinking, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And then, it, as you said, it law yep. like has a lot of health benefits it, it, could, it, could, it, could, it could prolong your life you know it could literally prolong your life you know and that's like so. something big trust me yeah man yeah yeah especially in this day and age man where like everything is like kind of i hate to say it man it's like our diets like i don't know if you guys know this but there's a lot of stuff in the american supermarkets that are illegal in other parts of the world you yeah. feel me like oreos Oreos, dude. Yeah, yeah man. Loops. Where? Oreos are illegal in, I don't know the exact countries, but there are countries where you cannot eat Oreos, dude. It's Fruit illegal. Loops. Fruit, Fruit Loops. Loops. That's There's my childhood. <laughs> Fruit <laughs> Loops, the yeah, yellow, man. the yellow uh, thing that they use, the yellow dye. Acid. It's like the dye or acid that they use is like actually like health. Yeah, like, man. Bad. It's pretty bad. Oh, yeah. Crazy. Yeah, man. It, Bro's it's learning stuff. <laughs> nah, it's funny because, like, yo, like, the podcast name is Heart to Mike. You know what I mean? That word heart, it's such a powerful word, right? It's like, and again, like, pretty much, like, what we put into our bodies really does affect your heart. It affects your mind. It affects your heart. It really affects everything, really, you know? So it's like now as I'm, as I'm getting older, I'm like learning more about, damn it, maybe I shouldn't eat that cheesecake at night. You know what I mean? You guys, I don't know, man. You guys probably could still eat sugar at night, right? Nah, I mean, okay? no, I try to like maintain a healthy diet, to be nice. honest. Because when nice. I was young, I used to be like the chubby guy, yo. That For was real? crazy. I know. Bro, I, I would have never been able to tell, man. <laughs> but like, also I seen on like TikTok, right? I seen uh -huh. like uh, a company, an ice cream company, right? You know those ice cream sandwiches? Like yeah, that, yeah, the, the black, chocolate, the and then yeah, there's yeah, yeah. it's like a sandwich with, yes. with vanilla, and then someone like it's supposed to melt, right? Uh huh. But like someone put it out, and then it just never melt. Oh, dude, that's like the that's like the um. I just seen a video today, man, about this lady that saved a McDonald's cheeseburger for 24 years, and then yeah. she took it out. And it's still and the same thing. It's still the same thing. That is crazy. Yeah, I can't believe I used eating to eat that. McDonald's. Stop for love, bro. I can't believe I used to eat McDonald's, man. That's I mean, crazy. Like, one thing I want to really state, like, this is surprised me, right? Mm -hmm. So, I believe it's Insider. Mm -hmm. I think they were going, Food Insider is the channel. Okay. Right? They were going over, they're, like, pretty big. Okay. They have multiple channels. Business Insider, Food Insider. Oh, yeah, I yeah, I think, I think this is a pretty famous channel. Like you, I you heard about Business Insider for sure. Yeah, they, they have the food side of it too, right? Dope, dope. So, they went over, they went comparing mm -hmm. uh, ration sizes and food sizes and ingredients compared to um, 
USA versus other countries. Okay. So they, I believe they were comparing UK, United Kingdom's uh, French fries of McDonald's mm-hmm. with uh, ours, right? Mm-hmm. And UK's f- ingredients was, this is all based off of McDonald's website, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And there okay, so let me ask you this question, right? Mm-hmm. What do you think is the ingredients that you need to make French fries? Potatoes. Uh, salt, potato, salt. That's it. No, like and oil, stuff. oil. I guess to fry it. Yeah, right. For so you need f- oil, you need potatoes, potatoes, and like some seasoning, yeah, right? Some seasoning, seasoning yeah, right? Okay. But that's that was the ingredients for the UK one, right? right? Now you look at the USA one. That's uh-huh. like a hundred fifty long, long <laughs> list. That's crazy. Bro. Yeah, and damn, bro. And the history of French fries with McDonald's is that they had this, uh, I think the fat acid or something of the cow that okay. they had. Okay. Uh, I believe it's called it's like a gelatin kind of thing, right? It was the they they you they banned it. They banned it in the U.S. from wow. mixing it, right? <laughs> so they banned it in the U.S. Okay. But and then the McDonald's they moved away from it. They were like, yeah, you know, but like the taste decreased. Right. Wow. Now, like, you know, they were losing customers. They were like, oh, we can't lose the revenue right now, right? Right. And I believe, not I believe, they did bring that back mm-hmm. in a way that was different. Mm. So they did the same thing again. They did something that was illegal, but in a different way that actually did help them survive. Right. But it's still banned. Right. Like, wow. you know, it's, I think it's in a, under a different name or something, but it's still, you know, it's still the same thing. I think they, survive. like, these, mm. co- these big companies add these like flavors just to make it like addictive, addictive or like yes. like so they come back and then they oh, eat yep, and then yep. it's you, you you don't know that but it really is ruining yourself yeah yeah and then it's just the sad reality about it a lot of, of course it's like worse than drugs dude a lot of the food that's out there yeah. right now it's like literally worse than drugs man it's like l- worse than cigarettes you know what i mean it's like oh man it just it gives me chills dude just thinking about it that's the thing right when the and then when the industrial revolution started mm-hmm. they had all these cars everything right everything was brand new you mm-hmm. all you know you wanted the new watch that they came mm-hmm. out with mm-hmm. right it was all brand new technology. But what happened was, so let's say, for example, right now you start giving out food to everyone, right? Mm-hmm. Eventually, everybody's going to be full. Nobody's going to want anymore. Right. Right? Mm. But you still need to give out the rest of the food. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So the same thing happened with the Industrial Revolution. They already gave out everything that they that the people needed. So what happened was the corporations, uh, they went, in and they started doing research in neuroscience right wow using neuroscience advertising wow so what they did was use the psychology of the brain and figure out what the brain might need like how to trigger certain you know certain colors and everything wow they they did deep research into this right and then after doing all these research that's why now you have the you know the k k the K, right? The letter K. K, okay. Is weird, right? You know how, like, let's say for example, like craft. Okay. Craft is normally spelled with a C. A C. Right. You you see a K. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. Krispy Kreme. Right. That's what a C, but. You know, okay. supposed to be with a C, but. Uh huh. There is, I think, the oh, yeah. K. Yeah, yeah. Krispy yeah, Kreme, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And then I be- there is more. Yeah. Like that, right? So that's that's basically one of the outcomes of the psychological 
thing. Yeah. I didn't watch the whole video, but it was like this was the first five minutes or something. It was like amazing. Like you know, like yeah. the way they explained it. It's it's kind of you know, like the way that I. Nah, the reason it, why is it, it makes you think. It makes yeah. you think like yo, like what's like who's really with me? You know, because like the same thing happened with uh, I don't know if you guys ever heard of these two guys called Edward Bernays and Sigmund Freud. So these guys are known as like the the fathers of uh, PR and marketing, pretty much, right? So this is how people, this is how women in America started smoking cigarettes, right? So pretty much before, right, only men were smoking cigarettes, right? And then men went off to the world wars, they came back, blah, blah, blah. So Edward, I forget if it was Edward Bernays or Sigmund Freud, they're related, by the way. One of them, Sigmund Freud is Edward Bernays's uncle, I believe, right? Or it could be the other way, but I'm pretty sure uh, Sigmund Freud is Edward Bernays' uncle. So one of them, what they did is they pretty much threw a parade, right? They threw a parade with, uh, it was a, um, this was like the time of like woman empowerment, you know? When women were just getting the right to vote, they were just getting the right to drive in America, you know, all those things. So pretty much they threw this parade, and in this parade, very smartly, what they did is some of the girls in the front, what they did is they started smoking cigarettes. They're like, yeah, if a man could do it, I could do it. You know what I mean? They started smoking, taking large pulls of like cigarettes, dude. Yo, that's how women started smoking cigarettes in the name of freedom. You understand? Yeah, and then yeah. years down the line, dude, they're like, oh man, oh, this is bad for me. You know what I mean? So I think it's the same thing that's happening with e cigs right now. e cigs oh, dude, e cigs scare me. That whole industry, I'm sorry, dude. I see a whole bunch of people like pulling on these like metal things okay so one thing is like at least with cigarettes you know it's bad for you you know what's gonna happen you know the things with e-cigs there's not enough research dude you know so may allah guide us bro i mean in every i'm telling you like when i was in high school yeah every bathroom stool there still there's just smoking with these colorful yeah stuff i'm pretty sure it remains in in high schools they and that's why man i really appreciate brothers like you guys that are on that positive vibe right that are working on positive businesses right because like the thing is bro like corporate america is always going to have its agenda they're always going to have their agenda you know but you know what's more powerful than corporate america a whole bunch of people that are united you feel me which is harder said than done we might not be able to accomplish that but who knows bro maybe my kids 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 your kids 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 could accomplish that you feel me so it's all about just like creating things that are beneficial that are truly beneficial without having that um how do i put it uh that agenda the hidden agenda you know which in order for us to do that we have to first discover the hidden agendas you know not to go into like conspiracy theories and stuff but like (laughs) you know what i mean first you got to know like okay like yo like again like there was a period of time where things that are supposed to be illegal are legal even now bro things are supposed to be illegal are legal things that are supposed to be legal are illegal you know so yeah i mean like going back to the cigarettes right Mm -hmm. the way that they stopped people from cig- mm-hmm. uh, smoking cigarette, the teenagers specifically, mm-hmm. is not by showing them that there's health risk, mm-hmm. right? They showed them a lot of health risk and everything. They were like, oh, no, it's all right, you know? And what happened was that they said that, oh, by you guys drinking, no, not drinking, smoking, right? Mm-hmm. By you guys smoking this cigarette, you're using your money and you're just fueling the people, the big corporate you're basically putting money in the big corporates. So they said that, oh, you're putting money in the big corporates, so then do you really want to do that? Or 
<laughs> you know, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that, you know that teenage yeah. ego that comes in, kicks in. Yeah, like you're like, yeah. oh, why am I making this man uh, more rich? Yeah. You know, by like buying that stuff. Yeah. That's how they stopped them. That's wild. That's, That's like wild. pretty stuff. But yeah. I think you need to like set up and be a great example, honestly, because like, yeah. really, people th- like look up to you. Like mm-hmm. the youth looks looks up to you, and then they be develop themselves mm-hmm. because like. If you see like the society, they're all smoking, and that's cool, right? I think that's cool. The people will think that's cool. cool. Yeah. And then they'll they'll become like conditioned into that. Into that, yeah, that's true, man. That's true. I think like yeah. yeah In we, order. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Now what I was gonna say is like we gotta make things that are actually cool, cool. Like yo, working out, eating good, eating vegetables. You know what I mean? Like which is again harder said than done, right? But. The things that are actually beneficial, those are the things that we have to, like, kind of seem, quote-unquote, cool, you know? Because, yo, like, truly, that's what it is. Like, you feel me? Like, especially, like, as we get older, it's like, yo, man, like, not sleeping's not cool, dude. Getting seven, eight hours of sleep is, that's cool, bro, you know? So. But then you add the business aspect. Like, uh-huh. vape companies, what they're looking at, they're looking at money, right? Money, yeah. The kids yep. spend market more. You want to know the funny story of how the how the E6 started? How? So, the guys, the first company that came out was Jewel, right? Mm-hmm. Jewel was started. Oh, I remember those guys. Right, yeah, right, right. Right. So, they, I think they got in a lawsuit, lawsuit and everything mm-hmm. right now because mm-hmm. they didn't know FDA approval. Right. Right. So because so the reason that they started was so good hearted. Mm-hmm. The reason was uh that they wanted to get the adults mm-hmm. that were in the cigarette, right? To, to get rid of it. So, right. Wow. Using that while using that and like that was supposed to be a way to get uh-huh. rid of it. Okay. But the these guys they saw the advantage of how much money flowed in through them going to kids and everything, right? And they were yeah. like, you know? Yeah. But, wow, that's you know, that's and then deep, and then after that, deep, what he deep. said, you know, it get it went into the fact that corporates now want money, and now yeah, you got these different companies. Done. But Jewel started all started most of the impact. Yeah, I remember that, you that. when Jewel came out, a lot of people were looking at it as like a savior to like cigarette smokers, right? I remember it that. was supposed yeah. to be that's the mission and the right. vision I think of them, wow. but it didn't end up in that manner. Right. Yeah, even like drugs, man. Like they're uh-huh. made in like sour patches. They're targeted for yeah. kids. And, uh, <laughs> that's a different yeah. story. For, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah, that's kind of wild, dude. That's kind of wild. That's why, like, I think it's great, like, if we just like, you know, just everybody that we're involved with, because again, like, the world is so big, it's gonna get influenced by like different corporate agendas. It's, people are always gonna be influenced, right? But at least the people that we could influence we got to influence them to do the right thing. Like as far as like halal businesses, you feel me? That's why I love all these halal burger places, all these halal restaurants that's coming out right next to a McDonald's, bro. You see the halal joint full and you see McDonald's, two people in there. You feel me? The two people in there just getting a uh, soda. That's it. Cause they still got the dollar, uh, the dollar drinks, drinks you yeah. know <laughs> 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 the, fa- the fact that the mcdonald's like the franchise and everything that they uh-huh. have these dollars stuff but like new yeah. york right when he comes when he yeah. comes like you don't have those you have the dollar stuff but if you go to the oh okay, for now right we're in jamaica right? right you walk you don't even walk down you just drive down like 179 street you see uh what is that white castle yeah and then you see kfc yeah and They're then you see mcdonald's right there yeah all empty all empty. All yes, empty yes. or just like there's driveways, driveway, that's it. Yes, yes. Drive-throughs. And but I like, love seeing that. I love seeing those places <laughs> empty, man. I love it. I love it. Shout out to all the halal places that's opening up, man, all throughout New York, all throughout the country, man, you know? 
So I, I love seeing that because, yo, a lot of the places, like, shout out to, like, Halal Munchies, man. Halal <laughs> those, Munchies, yo, Texas. Texas, you Atomic feel me? Wings. Yeah, man, a lot of those places, like, they got genuine food, you feel me? And yeah, McDonald's like, got enough money, man. Yeah, they got <laughs> enough money. Yeah, you're 100% right, my brother. And even though they got enough money, they still try to make more and more and more money, you know? Yeah. So, but you know the funny part is, right, that these businesses that, such as, like, McDonald's and everything, they don't really consider themselves as like a franchise of like food. They consider them as a real, real estate, estate business. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm glad. You I don't. Know I don't think you know that. <laughs> I mean, nah, it's real estate. Uh, you ever seen the McDonald's documentary? No, dude. It was like uh, I forgot the guy's name, man. There was a guy who was like going around selling like medical devices or something, and then he came across a McDonald's, the first ever McDonald's. I forgot where it was, somewhere in like one of those middle middle states, right? And then he just pitched it to the idea. Uh, he just pitched the idea like, yo, like, let's let's sell this. Let's sell whatever you guys are doing here to other places. So now what they needed is they needed real estate. They needed places. So like you were saying, it's, yo, it's, it's real, real estate. estate. It's business. a real estate business. So like they just grow. And then, like, yeah. I mean, McDonald's is everywhere. Like, it's everywhere. Everywhere. Now. Yeah. And yeah. everywhere that they have is a piece of land worth a lot of money. Money. Yeah. 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 I mean, That's yeah. A Think about it. Yeah, but it's just crazy, like, what money makes people do, though. You know what I mean? Money, like, yo, that's one thing, like, as you guys continue growing, it's like, yo, bro, like, money is definitely does not equate to happiness. And I'm not going to say that, like, oh, like, you don't need money to be happy. No. The person that said, like, money doesn't buy happiness, they might not have had enough money, right? But at the same time, it's like, I like, now as I've gotten older, I see that true happiness, my brother, is from, like, connections it's like genuine connections it's from like genuine having meaningful relationships you feel me and also like just like again back to the whole point of like uh uh the whole point of uh purpose just having purpose bro that's that's true happiness you know so um, going on that right mm -hmm. i think you how you mentioned a lot of advice but yeah. one thing if you were so you have two options right you could say an advice that mm -hmm. to yourself three years ago mm-hmm or you could say to someone who is younger than you mm -hmm. that is just thriving out. Mm, okay. Thoughts? Okay. So, so, um, dude, I could do both. Like definitely to somebody that's starting out, that's young. Um, especially like no matter what field you're in, dude, I would say like, yo, closed mouths never get fed. You what have you to ask closed mouths never get fed. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. if you want to learn about something, if you want to, if you want to sell something, if you want, uh, uh, if you wanna, uh, if you wanna promote something, be willing to speak about what you're doing. You know what I mean? Don't be that person that just like, oh man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna share this one. It's perfect, dude. There's no such thing as perfection, you know. So yeah, man. As far as advice to myself, man, three years ago, dude, just like more discipline. You know what I mean? Like when I was when I was coming up, like I had a lot of moments. Alhamdulillah, like like my life's been full of like surprises and like a lot of fun. But it's like, I would just like be a little bit more disciplined, you know? So, and just do things that like build uh, discipline out, say, you know? So a lot of the times it's about having, it's about doing the boring things. I would say it's about doing the boring things over and over and over again. You feel me? So, yeah, man. But also don't, don't do things that's not working. Because if you see that something's not working and you keep doing it, you know what that's called? Insanity. Insanity. <laughs> that's called insanity, my brother. Yeah, I that thing in the... Yeah. Ego is the enemy. Yeah, Black and also just be willing to learn, bro. It's like, yo, like, the, one of my favorite parts of, like, being in this dunya is being on earth 
is the fact that I get to witness humans and people from all different races, all different age groups. You know what I mean? Like, especially, yeah. that's what I love about what you guys are doing. You guys have people from all different age groups come here, which I think is, like, really, really important because a lot of, like, a lot of, like, people that I've seen coming up now that are a lot younger, they don't want to listen to people that are older than them. You know, for whatever reason, they don't want to do it. That's cool, man. But, yo, like, I've learned a lot from just, like, observing and talking to people, like, two, three times my age. You feel me? So just always have that. That I, I think that's my, that's my biggest advice to anybody, right? Is, like, always have that mentality of, like, learning. Like, go learn. You could learn as just as much from a homeless person that you could learn from a multimillionaire, bro. Yeah. yeah you know? I heard yeah. that advice before. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I think that's true because the life teaches everyone the same lessons because what you said right now, the half mm -hmm. of these lessons or the advices that you gave me are now, mm -hmm. I read them or I heard them mm -hmm. or I already experienced them. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And the same thing that you said. Yeah. A homeless man goes through the same stuff. A millionaire, in order to become a millionaire, has to go through the same stuff. Right. But the only thing that's different is their mindset maybe like the, the fact mindset, that they you yeah. don't want they you know like because there is this quote that you could give a person uh mm -hmm. a homeless person a million dollars he will come back as a homeless man again in six months right hey i heard that yeah because uh, go, ahead. No, no, go ahead go ahead because like uh, this is because anyone could make money making money is not the hard part but how to handle money is the harder part. Hard part, yeah. And I think the other side of that is like you could make a millionaire homeless and then he'll still come back and be a millionaire, right? So, something along those lines. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to add on also like how, like you got to learn how to make adjustments with the, like with your connections because like mm -hmm. you you would learn something new, right? And then people will not apply imply that to your own lives. Like people will make mistakes and then they'll be like, oh, I made a mistake, but then do it again. <laughs> but then they won't realize that you gotta like learn how to like adapt and then become into become a better person from with the right. connections you meet. Yeah. So like the podcast we're doing, we're having like new guests over and over. Right. Yeah. We're learning like bits and bits of everyone, yeah. and uh, we're we're growing ourselves. Yeah. So yeah, I think like st from the start, the first podcast that we did, uh -huh. first podcast with Hassan Dawood, uh -huh. to this podcast right now, I think one. My communication skills has improved to uh -huh. the point where I actually could talk. Like, right. If I'm talking right now, I'll be starting right now. Right? Yeah. And, like, there's a lot of things that we learned like that. Mm -hmm. And I really enjoyed talking to you, you know? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Nah, thanks for having yeah, me, thank dude. You. And thank you for coming yo, on man, today. Like, yeah, I look forward to your future episodes. You feel me? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, yeah. you could probably do a future feature episode with us. Yeah, like man. I just special hope appearance. Dude, I just hope this was beneficial to the people watching and stuff. And, yo, like, just keep doing your thing, man. That's the biggest thing is, like, the fact that you guys... One thing, bro, is, like, yo, make sure you guys give room for each other to grow. You know, you're working on your craft. You're working on your craft. You're working on your craft, you know? Each one of you are going to continue getting better at what you do. And whether whether business works or not, at the end of the day, you guys are brothers, right? You feel me? Like, one day, inshallah, like, you can go to him, like, y'all need a million dollars. You're like, yo, no problem. Here's a mil. You feel me? So just, you know, just 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 stay together and just, yo, keep growing. Shout out to Heart to Mike. Out here. All right. <laughs> yes, sir. Thank you guys for watching the episode of Heart to Mike produced by Mars Studios. Make sure to like, subscribe. And leave a comment, you know, and share it with your friends.